Hello everyone and welcome back to the Shuttle Pod. Today we will be covering the fourth episode of Star Trek Picard Absolute Candor, which was written by Michael Chabon and directed by number one himself, Jonathan Frakes. I'm Brian Drew and I am here with Matt Wright. Hey guys. And Kelly Yacovino. Hey everybody. So like I said, we are going to pick up on the fourth episode, get our viewpoints on it and pick it apart like we've been... <laughs> <laughs> as has been our want and is a trekky rite of passage but That's before right. we do that we are going to read the synopsis which will be provided to us by memory alpha and will be read by kayla kayla all right <clears throat> the crew's journey to free cloud takes a detour when picard orders a stop at the planet vashti where picard and rafi relocated romulan refugees 14 years earlier Upon arrival, Picard reunites with Elnor, a young Romulan he befriended during the relocation. Meanwhile, Narek continues his attempts to learn more about Soji, while Nerissa's impatience with his lack of progress grows. All right. So let's get some general reactions. Let's go around. <laughs> what are our thoughts, folks? I... This was my favorite episode so far. Okay. By far. I really liked it. Um, it was something about it like there are little nitpicks for sure that i could like that i found an issue with but something about like the pacing and the story and the um the new ideas that were being brought in uh, i thought were really interesting i thought that they sort of enhanced the existing star trek lore rather than trying to shoehorn in weird things um so i really really enjoyed it it was honestly the first I really liked the forward momentum of it, and it was the first episode where, at the end of it, I was like, "Wow, I really like, I'm, I really want more right now. I can't believe it's already over," which I hadn't really had that feeling with the with the first three. So, yeah, I liked it a lot. Okay, very good. How about you, Matt? Yeah, I liked it a lot. Um, it's, I think it's one of those things where you can tell they're sort of hitting their stride, you know. Um, it also feels like the only nitpick I have with it, honestly, is it feels like you can tell this was definitely supposed to be the third episode because this has a lot more backstory that filled in. Mm. And it and like now it's episode four. So I'm like, I kind of there's a part of me that's like, OK, can we just can we get there now? But yeah, get over, on with it. Yeah. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the flashback with Picard. I certainly like the, you know, the sort of what happened you know now and like things are hardly perfect you know in the wake of things falling apart mm -hmm. and the last 14 years have not been good to people it looks like on Vashti and it's just interesting um I like that we finally sort of see something some seed which literally Nara calls it a seed like of doubt kind of planted with Soji again finally that's sort of going somewhere now mm. so but uh, we'll talk about the rest of it because there's more weird sibling stuff again. I don't know why they think mm -hmm. that's good. Indeed I don't know why is. they think that's a good thing. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. Anyway. Um, I thought it was okay this episode. I didn't love this episode. I feel like they were treading water a bit. Mm -hmm. I was surprised that we're still setting the story up in episode four. I feel like we're still in act one. I guess it's my own fault. I was presuming that once, you know, that that was my own read on the situation. I thought after episode three, they're, you know, they're jumping into space, blah, blah, blah. And instead we kind of 
continue this whole Picard is recruiting a little bit more, you know, backstory, which is good. We want to learn more backstory about what happened. But I felt like a lot happened in this episode and yet not a lot happened. Yep. That's sure. how I felt about it. Um, it wasn't a bad episode or anything. There has not been a bad episode of the show yet. Yeah, for It was sure. just kind of, but it was just kind of, you know, I guess I was expecting something a little meatier in certain spots. You know, we mm-hmm. can go in, we can go into more detail now, but that was my general reaction. I was like, it was okay. Sure. I was yeah, hoping, I was hoping for a little more forward momentum. All right. So should we get into specifics? Let's do it. All right. Well, as Matt alluded to a little while ago, we have a flashback to 2385, so 15, 14, 15 years prior. And we see Picard with the young Eleanor, and we learn about the Quat. How do you say this? <laughs> I think so. I forget now. It's like Me the Quat. Milat. Milat, yeah. Yeah, it's going to have to be something like that. Straight out of Dune. Yeah, it was kind of Dune inspired. We learned sure. that, yeah. that Eleanor has been living with this. Romulan sisterhood of warrior women and does anyone have any either of you guys watched Avatar: The Last Airbender? No, no, I know what it is, but I haven't watched it. Okay, because this just reminded me very much of a storyline in Avatar where there's a group of female warriors called the Kyoshi Warriors, and one of the male characters um, who like sort of fancies himself a bit of a warrior, but he's not like very good or or trained. Kind of like ends up befriending them and like almost becoming sort of part of their group at some point and learning from them and their ways, but they're like traditionally an all female group. Um, so it's just like really similar to this where there's this, this uh, male who's like been thrown into the situation with these female warriors and he learns from them and becomes one of them basically. Interesting. I did not know that. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they, their name and their general bearing kind of reminded me a bit of the Bene Gesserit, which is from Dune. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess there's a few uh, analogs out there for these folks. I guess with without the without the dog, it's hard for me to see. You know, Patrick Stewart in his role as in Dune, he has to have the dog. Hey. Oh right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we find out that young Elnor looked up to Picard. When he would come for his visits, he'd be excited to see him, and Picard would bring him a gift. So we see this bonding that was going on. Which is a very uh, lovely scene. I it is. Say. It's a very lovely scene, and we yeah. get to see a softer sh- softer side of Jean-Luc Picard. <laughs> he had hash- a son. Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. He did kind of. Hashtag Space Grandpa. You know yep. what I mean? Like, Hashtag yeah. Space Grandpa. He, it's, yeah, this it's pretty great. Picard's son. Yeah, yeah it's pretty great. Yeah, so. it is. And, you know, this environment that they're in, it's kind of hard not to wonder if, if the, the, this scene is taking place in Rivendell. <laughs> it does. Oh, yeah. I mean, like everything. A little bit. It, it feels yeah. like a suburb of Rivendell. Like there's like stuff floating through the air. Like when you, you first intro, they first get introduced, <laughs> you almost can hear like a Howard Shorsch kind of piece of music as it like as you first see the area that they're in. So it, it's not subtle. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's. I mean, you can't even the name Elnor. Elnor, yeah, you can't not. That's like, not. Yeah, that's not elf. at all. Yeah, 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 you can't not. It's impossible to miss the similarities. You know, I mean, we'd be remiss in not at least mentioning it. We don't have to dwell on it for long, but we have to. You have to say something. It's. It yeah. was. It's not subtle. <laughs> no. There's a lot of different influences that went into making 
this whole scene and this whole culture for sure. Yes. I this whole storyline so. is very heavily influenced by a lot of things, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what do we think of this whole thing with Elnor and Picard and I at first at first I kind of didn't want to like it cuz I was like um almost like, well wait, Picard it felt like Picard had this son that I didn't know about and I was like, "Excuse me, I know everything about Picard." Mm. And so I was like pushing back on it a bit, but I just like I liked it so much. I really liked Oh, and not only did I like the um, the relationship between Elnor and Picard, both young and old, um, but I also really liked the um, co-op Malat, or however it's properly pronounced. It. I think you got it. The the uh, this like group of Romulan, yeah, I don't know, like 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 ninjas, <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah, they're kind of like space ninjas, yeah, yeah. I think it's so cool. I thought so. Maybe you guys can educate me too on how much of this is brand new because to me it's it all feels quite new. It is. This as is far them as I know. It's world building. New. Yeah, okay. this is them world. That's building. what I thought. Yeah, yeah and I, I think they're doing a great job of. It's tough to world world build in Star Trek because it's mm-hmm. so well established. And to well, me, this is yeah. this works. Well, it yeah, works it's great that we know so little. Exactly, because we know so little about we the ones because they're so secretive. Yeah. 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 Fair. Yeah, and, and I like the speaking of the sort of stereotypical Romulan that they are anything but right because they have yep. the whole you know absolute doctrine candor. of absolute candor or whatever, and of course that's the antithesis of like the average Romulan who is as tight lipped as hell. You know, like they don't tell you anything; they're very secretive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I like why, that. That's why I always thought it made the Romulans so dangerous. Exactly, that is why they're so dangerous. Yeah, and um, and then I, so I like that you know. They're sort of the they're set up. I mean, they say it like literally, but it's a nice kind of setup that they're set up to be the sort of opposite of the Tal Shiar. You know, like they're they're opposing force of sorts. Like, mm-hmm. so, gee, they somebody who's like an exact opposite of a Tal Shiar agent could come in handy, huh? Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I liked Zani, the sort of lead nun, as it yeah. were. Like yeah, she's fantastic. I like the Amira, a lot. Yeah, uh, Amira Vaughn, I think is her name, right? Yeah, she's then, great. Uh, yeah, she was great. Um, and I, I, I echo our friend Lori's assessment that she kind of reminded me of Kai Opaka. Like, I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. that. Yep. Um, it's good. And I like how she's like, oh, you got old. Because, again, they don't yeah. censor anything. And then he's the like, you is, didn't. You didn't. Yeah, <laughs> she's was, like, no, this great. is a house of truth. Like, you're full of shit. But that's nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> but she didn't. She looked exactly the same. And he didn't. They and made of course she didn't. in the earlier yeah. scenes. Yeah. And of course, she didn't look any different. Yeah. So that was, that was really nicely done. I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. I liked it. Yeah. The, the way they built the relationship between the two, between the two characters, between Picard and Elnor, was also really beautifully done. You, you understand yeah. where the bond comes from. Right, and then and then conversely, you also understand why he's pissed that like he got left alone for fourteen years, like he yeah. got abandoned by Picard. Yeah. A lot like Rafi, like what the a hell is like Picard Rafi. doing? Like, was he seriously? Because when think... we first meet him in the first episode, in the first three episodes, really, he's mm-hmm. not some recluse who hates his life. He's just some no. dude living on a farm who's like well, pretty I, happy. I think Zani hits on it when she says that he feels a lot of shame about what happened. And so, you know, the shame has, like, driven him away from the people. Like, he failed, you know? It's messed up. He he screwed up Oh, yeah, bad. he screwed up big time. And it, I think but, he started to realize how yeah. badly he messed up. Yeah. I have to say, though, we've discussed this amongst ourselves. Like, it is out of character for him to do what he did. 
It is, yeah. To leave for 14 years. And abandon everything. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like I said, he it would have... I'm glad they didn't go this way because it's tropey. But at the, when we first meet him, he doesn't seem like the guy who's like thrown everything away and locked himself away from the rest of his life. Right. No, so, but he's living a very quiet, retiring life. That's right. fair, but he's always kind of a quiet guy, retiring guy, right? He's not like the most like talkative guy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't expect him to call me on the phone every five minutes, but once a year, write me a letter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 14 True. years? Yeah, for 14 years is, is pretty insane. Yeah. 14 and years is pretty crazy. And he never figured out what happened. He didn't even know what had happened to him. He didn't even know that he was still there. When he came back, you know, he was just, he was like, right? He was surprised to see him there. He's like, you never found a more suitable place for him. Yep, that's right. He was. He figured he had long ago found a place and moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like mad at Picard. I'm like, Picard, what the hell? Oh, yeah. No, he, he, he majorly screwed up, honestly. Like, and I, like I say, I think he is starting to like see the consequences of this and like realizing that he royally screwed up by mm, dropping, yeah. you know, letting his pride or whatever you know win and take for 14 years it's just bad yeah bad, bad all right let's see what else do we have oh yeah gerardi and rios and the yep. emptiness of space <laughs> yeah that was so, the kind of that amusing moment kind of annoyed me <laughs> yeah how, how long have they been traveling for like a week at most uh probably even less than but less yeah. than that that's what i was thinking yeah. like a few days yeah that's my guess. A couple of days. Yeah. I, I feel like she was more just like kind of bored and trying to make conversation. And she like was. Yeah. Going, being a bit hyperbolic. And that's kind of the read I got from it. Because it is weird that's what to I be assumed. like, oh my God, I'm like so bored. I've done everything. There's the-. It's like, it's been two days. Chick, slow down. <laughs> so I was just like, well, maybe I might do that and come off as melodramatic if I were just like, I'm kind of bored and I want to chat. So like, what do I chat about? Let's chat about how I... I'm bored and space is real empty, right? Ha ha ha. Actually, it's not. It's full of stuff. Ha ha ha. I just like she was awkward, yeah. right? But yeah, I actually really love this character. Yeah. Well, you know, doesn't help that Rias is up there reading the tragic sense of life about, Ugh, you know. brother. Yeah, I, I, that was kind of that, on the nose. <laughs> yeah. I think they, they, I feel like they if I may use one of our favorite phrases, sort of hang a lantern on that though. Cause she, she even kind of makes fun of them for reading yeah. that a little bit. Yeah. She's like, Oh, that's a conversation killer or whatever. Like, yeah. yeah. And then they make it. Yeah. Very, like, like he's trying too hard to be brooding and emo. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can we talk about, can we talk about the holodeck for a minute? Absolutely. Did, <laughs> Did they just do that because they wanted to reuse that set? Because that is all I, I can think of. I, I think so, yes. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Because I'm looking. I'm, I, did, I actually didn't click in for the first like five to ten seconds. And I'm watching. I'm like, why are they? Oh, they wanted to use this set again. That's it. That's it. Because what? Like why? That was so per- pointless to have a scene even be in a holodeck. They could have been in like a conference room or something. Well, you know, he's old and he wants a little comfort of home, I guess. That's that's the only thing I, I can guess. think of. I they're trying funny. to make it not be like the stereotypical everyone sits around a conference table scene is basically. They're trying to avoid that. That's fair. I, just, I, I appreciate that. You know, I understand that. that yeah. But yeah. it did. And I don't honestly, I'm not even like 
saying it's a bad thing that they wanted to reuse the set. Like, save money. I don't care. I don't think they need to be spending gazillions of dollars just so that they don't have to reuse the set. It's just, it's just funny that that's like that's what jumped out to me. It's like, ah, I see. Oh, it jumped out to I, a I lot of people. It. Oh yeah. yeah, I think everyone was like, most people I think were like, huh, all right, you know. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, all sure. Right. Yeah. Interesting choice. And they're gonna, that's going to get used for at least one more episode because I think Seven talks to him. In the- oh, yeah. Because we've seen that in like trailers and stuff. And of course, we kept mm-hmm. wondering, like, what? Does he go back home like every two days? Like, no. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it's a, it's a good set. Like, it's a nice place to like have a meeting that's very, you know, 2399 Picard. It's very, you know, endemic of him. So yeah, it I wish I had to study like that. I know, right? Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a nice place. Mm-hmm. So they finally get to Vashti, and they find quite a mess, don't they? Yeah, it is not good times. It's split yeah. up into factions. There's the, the entire environment there is bad. Like there's very clearly issues with Picard among the populace. Mm-hmm. They have not forgotten the way he abandoned them, and the way the Federation had abandoned them. I think it's pretty lame that they all blame Picard because, like, Picard yeah, is one of the only people who did anything to help you, jerk. It, yeah, it's pretty damn harsh that, like, I guess because he was the figurehead, like, for the whole effort, he get sort of heavy as the crown kind of thing. Yeah, you know? sure, like, that's fair, actually. But yes, it's very, it's very unfair. Of course, we know better, like, as the audience and someone who's like followed Picard for years, like, we know that that's, you know, not the whole story. Yeah, you make a really good point, though, that it could come across as, like, he was always disingenuous. Like, oh, you pretend like you're going to help us, and then you don't in the end. I could see how someone could see it that way. Well, and that the former senator, you know, who has that whole speech and, like, threat, you know, wants to fence him, <laughs> um, even kind of says, you know, they were pissed because you took advantage of us at the very moment where we doubted ourselves and enticed us with your empty promises. Mm-hmm. And then of course, like the, the end result that speaks for itself, like that they're pissed about is, you know, they see it as he actually, they, they took it as a chance to scatter, confuse and divide the Romulan people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like, they're like, Oh, see Starfleet saw basically saw a reason to basically neuter their, one of their longest, like running enemies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, so that's how they, a lot of them have construed it is they're like, oh, look, like how convenient for you. Now you left us scattered to the wind and like in no way, uh, you know, a galactic power like we used to be. So, I mean, you can see why some people would be mad about that, but it's pretty, it is pretty, you know, harsh and kind of one dimensional, not, not that they're one dimensional, but it's like one dimension to the thinking of like. It couldn't possibly be. There's a hell of a lot more complex, you know, complex. Yeah, things going it can't on. be a gray area. It has to be black yeah. or white. Mm-hmm. Right. So these are the black and white thinkers. You know, they, that's, they're doing that's that. fair. And there's always going to be people like that. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. So. So how do we feel about? So you know, there's this Romulans only sign on mm-hmm. this restaurant. I guess. How do we feel about that? And then how do we feel about Picard taking it off and stepping on it and going into the restaurant anyway? Yeah. Um, I mean, he knew what he was doing. He was basically being like a, a little bit of a shit disturber and mostly like as a, as a protest, right? He's like, I can't believe that this is a thing. This should not be this way. So then he throws it on the ground just to make the point, obviously. Mm. 
I mean, it's it's a it's asking for trouble. But one, I've seen people say that he was doing that purposefully. Oh, clearly, of course he was. Well, well but I mean, purpose. Sorry, I should explain purposefully to draw Elnor to bind himself to him. Now, I don't know about that part, hmm. but hmm. like to create like to create a situation where Elnor would sort of come to his rescue. I didn't see that. I don't. Think I don't think do so. That. Yeah, that's like no. I don't because I think this, that's somebody reaching. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. It's also not in his character to do that. No, it's not at all. No, he would be self sufficient. Like he'd be like, "Look, I got myself into this." And was he sure that Elnor was following him? No, of course not. So yeah, I don't no, know. I think, I've seen I, people yeah, think see that, that. Yeah, I've seen people say that, and I'm like, I don't think so. I think though he just couldn't believe the ridiculousness of like this, you know, Terrans only, Romulans only thing. Because if you look, there's a there, there's another building, somewhat out of focus when they fight that does say Terrans only. So there there are like. Oh, I didn't area. see that. Yeah. I didn't see it either. Okay, there's, so that would make that actually changes things for me. Yeah, because because. Um, Vashti used to be on the edge of the Romulan neutral zone on the Earth side, you know, on the Federation side. Mm-hmm. So there are, there were a mix of people, and there still are to some degree a mix of both, you know, Romulans and non-Romulans, but now they're super divided. Okay, because I only really saw the Romulans on that planet. Right, that's all we really see, because I think he's hanging out, like, in the Romulan zone purposefully, you know, to find sure. people. But yeah, that's that actually makes it really different because I got the impression that it was like the Romulans are the only ones there anyway. So why do they even have the sign? They, they should. Yeah, I know they downplayed that aspect, and I don't know why. But when you read stuff about it, like um, there was a description of Vashi somewhere in some interview, and they explicitly say it's by the edge of the Roman zone, which is why it's an obvious point to like relo- a jumping off point for relocation. And they were both, you know, peoples like both kinds of peoples there. So, yeah. Okay. And the only that hint of that sense. is that sign is in the background. Okay. Which I did not notice the first time through. I only noticed that on the second watch. So I thought it was an interesting choice for him to to throw the sign down because I'm like, I get that he thinks this is wrong. He's taking a stand, but is that the best way to do it? Like all yeah. he's going to do is start a fight. And he yeah, I mean, like, he's 90 years old. He's going to start a fight now. Yeah. Like yeah, that's yeah, not he, why he should have been killed. <laughs> oh yeah, he was about to be. Yeah. <laughs> Twice really. Yeah, yeah, no, it was so, an interesting decision, no question. Yeah, yeah, and then okay, so obviously then Elnor shows up, yeah, saves him, and beheads a guy. Yeah, wow. Yep, a bit, a little bit much. So that I was like really waiting to see where that was gonna go, and then you know it, it, that 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 scene sort of finishes and they end up back on the ship and then Picard turns to him and is basically like don't you ever pull that shit again that yep. is not okay you that that man did not deserve to die yeah but which the, was you know the right response there for sure it, it, yeah yes and it, it is and it isn't though Picard started that whole sequence well yeah, but, but he, he didn't have known he didn't I have think. Eleanor like he didn't tell Eleanor hey decapitate this guy right you know what yeah. I mean like yeah I, I, don't, I just don't feel like Picard quite knew Elnor's deal was then. I agree. I think he. I think he was surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was very yeah. surprised by it. Yeah, but I think the fact that we had that conversation is a place where, frankly, Picard it is elevates itself above like Discovery for me, because I don't think they would have had that that conversation in Discovery. Yeah. Mm. I think the beheading would have happened and they would have gone to the next scene. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
I think yeah. that's right. Yeah, it could very well be. There were a lot, of t- a lot of times where they had these like moral dilemmas that they never talked about yeah. in that show that, that we talked a lot about on the podcast that I think bothered a lot of us. And I, it was it was really refreshing to see like, like, no, we're not we're not going to like just like let this slide or whatever, because we have to like move on to the next plot point. Like this is part of the plot and this is part of the character and this needs to be dealt with. Right. And it's, it's a simple thing and it obviously should happen, but it was it still was a standout moment for me. Yeah, I agree. Cool. It's important that he did that. I did want to point out one little thing about Mm -hmm. how Picard has been recruiting people for this mission. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Specifically the people he already knows. Mm -hmm. There's like no drama inherent in whether they're going to come or not. Like it's like they build up how, you know, these people have these issues with Picard, but yet they go with him anyway. True. Twice now they've essentially done that. Yeah. They don't really... It just feels like they were cre- they create this tension that you know is not real because like they're gonna go you know they're gonna go I don't see a, a, a character motivated reason for what they're doing they just decide to go kind of I mean of course that's a weakness with all these like let's round up the gang kind of things you know like e- the Avengers are going to assemble okay you know what right. I mean like <laughs> that's always a problem but I agree like sometimes it seems a little like. Yeah, well, of course, Elmer's going to come rescue him. And, I mean, we knew he would at some point somehow. Right, right. right so, right. Yeah. 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 All right, so anyway, they've recruited another member of the cast. Yeah, and they get out of there just in time. Just in the nick of time. Mm-hmm. A little bit of a battle involving an old-school bird of prey. That was mm-hmm. cool. Which was very cool. Yes. yes. That was badass. Yep. And they're chasing after this one particular ship who has a... Apparently has a very very good pilot. <laughs> yes, it does. But eventually, simply gets overwhelmed by the amount of weaponry being laid. Well, out. yeah, because they make a you know, there's this third party sort of involved, which is the planetary defense grid too. So like, right. if you get too close to it, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, if you're getting too close to it and you don't have clearance, like it's gonna go after you too. Right. So there's like, you know, defense grid is get taking them out if they get too close and then the warlord and his bird of praise you know pissed and right it's it's a mess it's a melee of sorts yep i i feel like i want to watch this scene again the like space battle scene it's a cool scene because i think i missed some bits that I, maybe i like blinked at the wrong moment or looked away for a second or something and i i i just didn't follow it as well until after after the end and i thought about what had happened so, but mm. I think that was I don't I don't know that that was a fault of the show. I think it's because maybe I wasn't paying enough attention. What were you What were you confused by? Um, I was confused where Seven of Nine came from. I was like, I oh, she pops oh, in that oh. little that little ship. I didn't, that's like okay, darting this around. is gonna make me sound like an idiot, but I did not know that there was a third ship, <laughs> and oh. I was very confused. Oh, okay. I think I looked away or something because I was very confused. Why I was like, why was she on the bird of prey? Why was she attacking them? But you didn't see the, the, the ship breaking up against that giant deflector I saw screen. that, but I don't know why my brain just didn't think that it was a third ship. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> and and my no, my husband and I watched it together, and he he had to be like, no, she was on this other ship. Didn't you see it? And like, I guess I don't <laughs> watch it. So that's why I say this yeah. is probably my problem. Yeah, because right, I mean, they, because the, they're they're giving her props. They're like, "Oh man, whoever's on that ship, man, he's a great pilot," you know, and all this kind of stuff. And they're talking about Seven, you know, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, pulling some smooth moves on the warlord before her ship blows is overwhelmed. So, right, yeah, 
And then we see seven of nine for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's and Picard deal. recognizes her. Well, so they know each other by reputation because obviously people know who seven of nine is. And of course he's yeah, famous exactly. too. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was totally okay with that. Yeah, oh, yeah, it was fine. I'm, I'm not saying that it wasn't, but he recognized her. Yep. Yeah. And then she just collapses and we wait for next week's episode. Yeah. And so we, we should talk about, there's two more versions of Rios to talk about in this episode. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> in the battle, he his emergency tactical hologram, Emmett, as he likes to call him, comes online. And here's where we get to pay you know homage to the fact that the actor who plays Rios and, Rio, and the Rios character, too, actually, is of Chilean descent. Mm-hmm. And so Emmett is most definitely a fast-talking, like, Chilean guy who's all about the weapons, apparently. And uh, I did not. I have to say, I, I spent a, some time in Chile, and I did not recognize his accent as Chilean. So I have seen people say that, at the very least, he's used Chilean slang. Not that much I've seen people oh, say. Okay. So I don't know. Can't speak to the accent part. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I know. No I expert. obviously could be totally wrong. I'm not an expert yeah. either, but I've worked there for several months, and I was just well, like, you would have more exposure than I. So yeah, I'll trust you on that. I was just like, like really surprised, yeah, that it was Chilean. But maybe it's like, a, you know, a more a specific area in Chile or a more rural area or something like that. I, I don't know well, that much at about this the point, distribution like, of accents there. Is a huge well, country. and like who knows? Like at this point, the guy. I mean, the actors have been living in the U.S., so I mean. Maybe his accent is a little muddled these days. You know what I mean? Like, no, I mean, but it still would be better than what I could, <laughs> what I could yeah. conjure. So, <laughs> well, Cabrera is he a native of Chile he's, or is he? He's no, he's Chilean British, like in heritage. So okay. he's not exactly. Or that explains the probably the accent. Oh, yeah. okay. Even even more interesting. Apparently, he was born in Venezuela, but his parents are Chilean and British. Uh, <laughs> so okay. so who knows? Like what his accent is? The I mean, he's he's from all over. You know what I mean? Right. Like, okay. Right. That actually he's makes quite more the, sense. He's quite Chilean, the melting Chilean pot. Chilean Spanish is like very clear. Is it? Okay. Yeah, it's very easy to understand. At least it was for me. Okay. So and so his was like go. very like ha- heavy on the accent. I was having a hard time understanding any of the words he was saying. Well, that's why they subtitled it. I'm really glad they did. <laughs> like you said, maybe there's slang too that I just didn't know those words. Uh, yeah, I, I did see comments from people that said that they he, he used um, sort of colloquial phrasing that like mm. Chile, it's Chilean. So that's so cool. Yeah, and then uh, so he was you know he's the like he's the badass guy with like the loose hair you know and. Uh, tats and doesn't care except for when it comes to <laughs> blowing shit up it looks like that's the, that's his aspect of the, like his personality yeah I, I love that these holograms are essentially all little echoes versions of him yeah, yeah. me too yeah. it's so yeah. good yeah that's what i mean like this is this is rios is blowing shit up like personality part yeah. right there you I know love it. Yeah. <laughs> it adds a lot of color to the to the show i, I really enjoy, i really enjoy I've never seen this done before, so kudos to them. I'm like this yep. is this is great. Yeah, it's well done. And then of course there's another uh, kind of neglected apparently uh, aspect of him called, yeah, for the emergency right. hospitality the hospitality hologram. Who it's I think it's funny that like there a guy like Rios if he doesn't have any need for it I'm sure I feel like he would have deleted that. Yeah, thing. yeah. It's funny that he even exists at all because you know he's even like oh as part of like the base you know install and it's like okay that's fine. 
who wouldn't customize their install? He, the dude has obviously hacked the install <laughs> to be yeah. what he wants. Like, it's funny that he even exists, but okay, whatever. It's fine. You know, like he would have deleted that version, but cool. I love that too. This is like such a, this is such a Matt Wright take. Like <laughs> Thank who you. wouldn't have personalized his install? Come on. Hey, right, this guy obviously. You're right. you're this guy obviously right, did though. He, you know, he hacked it up and did whatever he wanted with it. So yeah. it's like, why wouldn't he just delete that version then if he didn't like it? You know, because even I mean, Rios even drops another f bomb, right? He's like, oh, I fucking hate that hospitality hologram. You know, <laughs> maybe he's like, like sort of lying. Like he doesn't hate it. He like yeah. pretends to hate it. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes, that's what I think. I, I, I think so too. too. Like he's, he's too, cool. like he's, he's too, too cool nice. Yeah. yeah, like the hospital program is too nice. But of course, secretly, it's also another aspect of Rios, right? Exactly. Like he's a softy on the inside, exactly. but yeah. he fucking hates it, man. And, you know? <laughs> yeah, and who at his core apparently loves Starfleet too. Yep. Apparently so. Yeah. On that note, I love the line. We sort of skipped over the the fact that Raffi got some gets some great lines in this. Um, where you know she's like oh just like a good starfleet officer you mm-hmm. just you know you put in the chorus to vashti and you went and it's like burn you know oh burn for a guy who's supposedly so rogue he sure is obeying admiral picard you know like mm-hmm. yeah at the same time though like admiral picard hired him <laughs> of course he's gonna do what he wants yeah it's his I charter yeah. i know it is his charter but i just you know nice little she was, dig. yeah she was trying to dig but at him yeah th- the line that I really like, though, is when Rafi goes, man, man can't even take a guilt trip without using a starship. Like, that's some classic. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, That's some classic stuff. She's very, uh, I loved it. She's definitely channeling a McCoy type, you know. A little bit, yeah. yeah a little that bit. line in particular is That great. line in particular yeah. here and there. And so there's some good facial expressions that definitely she and, you know, Bones could hang out and make smart out comments together. Oh, I yeah. feel like, mm-hmm. yeah enjoyed that and drink bourbon together or something oh, yeah, yeah. McCoy exactly. would, oh absolutely yeah, mccoy would like her no question yeah 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 definitely have a drink together yeah so i kind of i think it's interesting that we have talked a lot about the um the two-thirds of the episode mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. were my favorites which were the stuff on vashti and then the stuff on the ship and we have mm-hmm. left till the end like the stuff in the board cube this this is well, like they, this is they been keep my being least favorite part of the yeah, show. Yeah, well, they keep trying to make it. You know, I, this is a. I think this is a side effect of them being like, we need to have a secret. Ooh, there needs to be a secret mystery, and it needs to be so mysterious. So then, because of that, like, there's it's not that great. Yet still, it's only it's, sort of slowly progressing. It's still tropey yeah. and mustache twirly. Oh God, yeah. I we just can hate talk the about villain that. so much that it's hard for me. And I, I actually really like Soju though. Yeah. I really like her character a lot, but like I really hate the Narek character. I think he's a creep. Well, he's supposed to be creepy. He's a for manipulative sure. creep, and I hate yeah. him. You don't like yeah. Narek and his sexy neck beard? <laughs> oh, I know. Just like <laughs> Ash Tyler, my other favorite character. <laughs> what is um, with these neck beards? Like, shave your face. <laughs> but they're supposed to be. But they're him. supposed to be rugged bad boys. I Come hate on. Him. I'm not apparently that's not my take. I guess that's not your type, yeah. Type at all. It's not the right bad boy. (laughs) The neck beard. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The stuff on I think, you know, it's funny. I run across a lot a large cross section of Star Trek fans when I'm on the web. Some people are Mm -hmm. critical, some people are, you know, adore everything. Almost everybody is complaining about the board cube stuff. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's true. It's true. A lot of a lot of people are like, "All right, 
Can we get going? What's the deal with this? Like... Well, it's super slow. And okay, the the one thing that was really cool about the board keepers last episode, where where Soji goes to meet the Romulan woman, whose name I'm forgetting, um, who's in the like mental ward kind of deal. Yeah, that stuff I really was into. I thought that was really interesting. Um, but this, I think it's the stuff with Narek and Narissa. Ugh. Yeah. Narissa's. Which yeah, another ugh. Ugh. Who are like boyfriend girlfriend slash brother sister. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's. It's unpleasant. I was really surprised that they doubled down on this. I thought that 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 they just sort of misstepped in those last few episodes, and they uh, and made then they, it too and they kept going sexual, and they didn't intend to. But now they clearly have intended. Yeah, to. Well, yeah. I mean, she fucking like basically tickles him in bed to wake him up, and then like fucking chokes him like a little S and M thing. You know, yeah. it's like I'm like, really stop it. This is yeah, stop, stop it. Like, no, stop. this is not how people behave. Like <laughs> people, guys, stop. Yeah. No, Stop. really. Like, like that's definitely not how siblings behave. You know? Like, <laughs> no. Come on. On any planet. Right. Anywhere. Like, um, except for in Game of Thrones, apparently. You know, yeah. like this is somebody has been watching that too much. When Maybe that's what this is supposed to be. Ain't creepy. But anyway, um, I will say in that interaction we have an almost not quite, but remember I think I think it was you, Kayla, who was like how. Uh, when you want to bet we're going to get a fully functional joke. Mm-hmm. So they almost do that when she, you know, kind of says something about like the robot girl has all her parts or something to, mm-hmm. to Nair. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's almost, it's pretty much, it's not using the phrase, but the phrase will show up at some point. I think you're Oh right. yeah, totally. I, but yeah, that's my, basically. To be fair, my bet was that they would honor the phrase, so I won't take it until that happens, so you can't, but right. I appreciate <laughs> But the... this is. But this is damn close to it. This is essentially, without saying it, a fully functional joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, almost, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> almost sure. there. For sure. <laughs> it's almost there. Um, so gross. That was gross. Like, we don't yeah. really need this. Yeah. Um, that whole scene when they're skating on that in that That area. was silly. I kept waiting for that song, A Whole New World, to be playing. <laughs> <laughs> Something. And also, like, so I guess that's ice or something because it's some kind of uh, dry ice or something oh okay i thought it was just like a really shiny like they waxed it a lot yeah maybe well they said it's a ventilation uh uh, shaft of some sort so i'm thinking it's cold yeah it looked very dry icy yeah almost yeah so they have a cutesy moment and then at least finally and i have to say like whether what you know i know not everybody likes this but at least he did something finally he sort of lets her gets her to drop her guard down and then he, you know, lays a little like mind fuck on her and is like, How about that trip that you took on the Ellison? Funny how I can't find any actual, you know, passenger yeah. manifest yeah. record of you. And then just lets it like just drops it there and like messes with her head. Well, and she says, Are you calling me a liar? Right. And then he just yeah. leaves the lie. He doesn't say either way, he just like walks away from yeah. it. But it was like, kind of screw you. It was so clumsy oh, though. I, I was like, I was always watching, clumsy. I was like, slick moves, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's like But at least right. he finally, like after finally is like doing something you know what i mean like he's finally like laying a seed of doubt in her and like finally trying to get somewhere and it's like right i mean i get the whole thing of like well you don't want to activate her which he's right like you don't want to do that and of course narissa is all about the whole like well let's but have to bring back the pain and violence or whatever you know (laughs) and it's like well except for you know how that worked that didn't work very well at all (laughs) 
with Dodge. So right. you, you really need to be more careful. Yeah, because they don't just want to destroy her. They want to extract information from her. Right. right. And all that would happen is she'd go like aggro and they'd have to kill her. And yeah. many people would also die. And yeah. that would be it. You right. Know? Right. And the so, jig would be up. Yeah. So he's not wrong that you have to play the long game with her. But like, I'm tired of seeing it. Like, I want to see some results. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think that's another symptom of the first three episodes dragging for on yep. for too long. That that they it originally is. were two and then they turned them into three. It is. This should have been the third. Like I mean, yeah. originally this yeah. would have been the third. Yeah. And we yeah. would have sort of felt okay about it. Yeah, same. You know? Yeah. I like the third episode a lot. I, I just thought that we yeah. Oh, I did too. I'm just yeah. saying, like, you can see where if this had been tighter, like this would have been the third. Yep. And we you know. Yep. So yep. I do find it interesting that Soji has definitely become kind of obsessed with the Shinor and what happened to those Romulans because mm-hmm. they were the last group ever um, assimilated by the cube that they're now working on. And so, I mean, they keep kind of implying that it must be because of whatever happened that the submatrix collapse happened, right? They're like, you know, basically just took the cube offline. Um, so I think that's interesting. There's something going on there. I don't know what. So I'd like to know. Point of clarification for me, mm-hmm. question for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the so the Shaynor are the Romulans, right? That yeah, that's a ship that had Ramda and her crew. And her Ramda, crew that's her name. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is was there something special about Ramda and her cute crew, or is it that any Romulan that gets assimilated they can't be unassimilated? They they turn so into this. They that's what they don't know. Essentially, like in the last episode, Hugh said. They were like the only Romulans that they know of that have been assimilated are this group. And and of this group, no one seems to be able to come out of it. So we don't know if it's a Romulan thing or a this group thing. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. They're not sure is basically the answer. Um, And of course, like that whole thing where she's watching a hollow of like Ramda discuss the destroyer. Yeah, that was cool. Yada, yada. It was a cool shot. Um, but you see, all this stuff is still just sort of coalescing. Like, we need it to coalesce a little more. Like, come yeah. on, like, where is this going? It's all potentially interesting, but, like... I think it'll gotta... happen. I think it's it's okay. I don't know. I'm okay with being strong along a little bit because it a little bit wanting more. A little bit. I agree with the, the little bit part, but it's just, like, because of the way that it's been so drawn out. Yeah. Well... I just uh, want to see uh, a little uh, more. A little more. Hopefully you know? now that we're going in these, like, groups of, like... Because it was originally going to be like groups of two, right? Pairs of episodes that right. were kind of like little stories. And so now that we're getting more into that, we're into episode four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like that will maybe that'll maybe the pace will pick up a bit just because it took so long to introduce everything. And now we're finally yeah, moving. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I would think so. So, and that leaves us with this week's episode mm-hmm. called Stardust City Rag. Yeah, boy. Which looks like it may be a bit of a romp. Uh, quite a it thing. Sounds yeah. like it based on it's, the it, Yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's hard to judge, but man, the little preview that they had at the end. Um, I, I still, just like me and Jared always did in the past, I still don't watch those. Yeah. Because I, it, I know it doesn't tell not, you much. I'll tell you. I know it probably doesn't, but just like no, this one. There's so many especially. shows I've watched <laughs> that they get too spoilery, and I'm like, I'm definitely gonna watch it, so I don't need the teaser. True. It's like if there's a movie coming out that I'm going to see, I don't watch the trailers. Mm. So I just, I don't, that's why I haven't been watching the next time on Picard. It looks like it's going to be kind of, a, at least part of it will be lighthearted. We don't have to go into it 
obviously. Nah, but yeah. That'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that will conclude this installment of the Shuttlepod. And as always, during the course of the first season of the show, we will be back next week. So we'll see you then. All right. Looking Bye, forward everybody. to it. Bye, guys. See you next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>